0: Uh, um, what's good we've moved to a to a new format for all the all the repeat listeners so we might start yeah putting some some new stuff some videos out there um we'll probably be dropping it on our instagram which we just now made maybe a little behind the times but uh
1: yeah Follow us on Instagram at Fourth Wave Coffee.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah. Super simple. That is Find at us there. Fourth we'll Wave some, Coffee. We'll post some sneak peeks of. O
1: U R T H W A V. They can spell
0: I don't want to make any assumptions. If they're oh, okay, they okay, listening okay. to our podcast, they can definitely spell.
2: Um. Yeah, we'll post some like clips there, some sneak peeks, and and let you know when new episodes release, so you know when to to go click on to learn more about coffee and what we're talking about each week. Um, yeah, and this week we have a very interesting um, conversation that we get to have about um, automatic pour overs. Um, it's a little bit
0: of a hot topic, I'd say.
2: Yeah, a little hot button topic yeah. in the craft coffee world. And I want to ask y'all just about personal experience. Have y'all ever had a automatic pour over?
0: So I've had a couple. Um, I know Merit. Actually, I've had a lot more than I thought. Uh, I know Merritt Coffee. A few of their locations, mm-hmm. or one of, one of their locations in Dallas has has moved to automatic pour overs. Um, mm-hmm. Does Cherry in Fort Worth? Does that use? Automotive? Yeah, Cherry in Fort Worth. Okay, I th- yeah, I've had that one. Um, they're 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 both they're both pretty alright. You know, I I I didn't really pay attention to what device it was or anything. Um, I know up in in Boston, I've had a couple places there that have used. Uh, automatic pour um, The mm-hmm. most notable one is uh, this place called John Quill's Coffee.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that It was actually pretty good. I'll, I'll get into the machine they use later, but um, I've had a few. And, you know, nice. they are what they are.
2: Josiah, any thoughts? Have you ever had it?
1: So, I have actually never tasted that was made by an automatic machine. Um, so I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of knowledge to go off of there, but I, I think I can, and we'll probably get into this later, but I think I could probably speak to the
2: practicality of one. Yeah. I've had a couple, and I want to get into kind of a second conversation later Um. But I'm not going to jump there. I'll stay on this topic. Um, I'd say the most frequent one I've had is cherry in mm. Fort Worth. Um, and the first time I had it, I walked in and I said, okay, what do y'all have on pour over? And they showed me the options. And I chose something that sounded good. And I started like watching behind the bar to see if they were like going to kick on a grinder or something. Because they yep. took the beans and they grinded them. And I was like, okay, where's the kettle? And then they dumped it into this little machine right in front of me. And I was like, what the heck is this? And then like a little kid, I put my hands on the bar and just started like staring at this machine, brew my coffee, <laughs> and because I was mesmerized in it. Like I just watched it do it. And then I took my cup and was really surprised at how good it was. Um, to the point that they had described um like the the taste notes that were described mm-hmm. i felt like were perfectly exhibited in the coffee that i tasted um so much so that i went and i bought that bag and it probably took me five times dialing that coffee in maybe six times to get it where they had it mm-hmm. of level of preciseness you said this was a cherry at cherry yeah mm. um it was a coffee from black and white roasters mm. so was that that it was key it lime was, one you were talking about yeah dude it was the one that had lime in it mm-hmm. it was so good like instantly like what's it called like when you you're in like the walmart parking lot not walmart, parking lot but the like uh, checkout line and you buy something on impulse buy. Oh, okay. It was like that. I tasted it, and I was like, I need a bag. You said the, the Walmart parking lot.
0: parking lot. And I was like, what are you about to say right now?
2: <laughs> what are you
0: buying Bro, that in the Walmart parking lot? Bro, that moment where you're in the Walmart parking lot? No. That's interesting that, that that was your experience with, with the cherry uh, pour over. I mean, I maybe they upgraded the machine or something. I mean, this was... Gosh, maybe two or three years ago when I was there Mm -hmm. and I had... And and when you went, it could have been a very
2: new machine and not been dialed in. That's true. Or maybe just not as high of a level of coffee. Um, I don't know. I know I just was blown away by the coffee. Even blown away once I got it back. Even my bad Mm -hmm. group was like, this is still a really good cup of coffee. Uh, But... I was just shocked by like the precision of it. So um yeah, those are my initial thoughts when I think mm. about it, but I guess kind of a follow-up question with coffee being especially like the third wave of coffee being very craft heavy. Um do y'all think that the automatic pour over cuz the pour over to some degree is the pinnacle of the craft, right? Do y'all think Mm -hmm. adding in automatic pour overs destroys the craft or do you think it's like a step in a good direction?
0: I think, um, I think it depends on a lot of things. Just, I actually, I know you said something about, you could see the practicality of it. So if you want to go with that real quick, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so this past, uh, this past weekend, um, you know, behind the bar at our local shop got, uh, um, it got fairly busy, and then somebody had ordered a a Chemex, and with only two people working behind the bar, that essentially makes one of the baristas, or half of the workforce, uh, essentially MIA, and not mm-hmm. able to attend to other things, because, because it is a craft, it like you can't really, it's not really a thing that you can just like start and then go away and like do other things. It's not like steeping tea. Like it's something that you have to like watch over if you really want it to to come out well. Um, so I think having something that and especially when you're in a rush, you're probably more prone to like forget things or mess something up, possibly spill something. And to have something there that can probably do it or can do it the same way every single time uh and just really eliminating like points of failure
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. um especially in in those higher higher pressure uh shop situations uh i think it's definitely something that's for like the professional world and you know isn't really meant for um, for the home world i'm sure that some people at home will have one um but I'm not sure if that's what its creators had in mind for it. Uh, but this also made me think with with it being an art and it being a craft, made me think about something else. So part of the reason that uh, you go into a shop and what was usually the most expensive thing that you can get at a coffee shop
2: mm-hmm. pour over.
1: Yeah, it's gonna going to for, be a
2: pour
1: yeah. over or a chip I,
2: frappuccino. I, and,
1: yeah, whatever. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, so it's either going to be a pour over uh, or or something with a bunch of flavorings in it. But it's because of that. It's partially because of the amount of coffee that you're using for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it's also in part because of how much time is being put, put into that because it – it's kind of like a supply and demand thing. Like if you made pour overs $4, like you like you would get, probably get way too many pour overs and then there wouldn't be enough time and everything. Yeah. So you raise the price a little bit so that like you, you make half as much of them, but you're paying for the breeze's time essentially. Um, so having something that can just do it for you, but that, that begs the, the question, are you still okay with paying uh, six and a half dollars for something that someone is pressing a button on.
0: So that's what, that's what I was thinking about a lot uh, is also, that's why I said, like, I think it depends on your situation, but if we're talking about shop situation, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the pour overs that I've seen that have gone to, um, that have gone to like, the technology and things like that the prices are still the same um mm-hmm. so that 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 does make me wonder like how hard it is to dial in this machine or like if um, i know some of these machines have apps and and some of these machines do take a long time to dial in um and come up with a recipe mm-hmm. so uh, I'm I'm always just curious, like how, uh, like will will it ever will the price ever change, or will it will it ever just yeah. go down with it, or anything? Um, it. I think I it think also it's makes me wonder. Makes me wonder if
2: it's partially the like if there's software in the machine that they have to pay for, or like. If the machines Ooh, themselves, like the price are, so, stuff. yeah, or if the machines themselves are just so expensive that they're trying to pay off the machine, or maybe that could be it. Yeah, and and maybe they're just keeping the price the same, just for the sake of keeping consistency with like the price of coffee. Yeah, and um, I don't know. It is interesting. Um, it's it's really. Yeah, interesting I've seen some thing. shops.
1: I've seen some shops do like a market price. Thing like depending on what coffee you get on a pour yeah. over, you'll pay like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I like that. I think that's fair. Um, I try to do that when I offer, like that day we did the pour over bar.
1: Mm, and,
2: yes. you know we did a market price for each coffee had like a different price. I think it was like four, four, and six or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, it is super interesting. Of uh, like. What will happen to shop culture? Um, dude, and like will we go so far to have like everything automatic? Like I think in some countries, um, there's like vending machines of craft coffee, like in Japan or somewhere in East Asia where like it's so interesting like yeah. where you click a button and there's someone that or like a robot that basically does it.
0: yeah, um, and uh, I'm curious, like, how much customization there is. But I, I think at the same time, mm-hmm. like, I mean, we talked about this with Taylor in our last episode of like mm-hmm. half, not even half, like not 90% of a job in the coffee industry is like the community and the interacting mm-hmm. with people. And it's, it's not, and as and fun as the coffee is and as fun as obviously we like to talk about it. Um, <laughs> and and as fun as like dialing in the pour over and, and picking the coffees, is you got to get cut, you got to have customers, and then you got to interact with the customers and you got to keep them. And I think um, with, with these machines, obviously going fully automated, everything like a vending machine, I, I would not say that's where I hope the industry is going, but um, yeah. I I think with, like, the automatic pour-over machines and things like that, uh, I think it'll start to just depend on the intentionality of the baristas, I guess. Um, Mm Because, like, if they're, like, right there making your coffee right in front of you, they're going to talk to you because there's nothing else to do. But if they just, like, press that button, they can walk off and go do whatever. So I think it just, at least for the community aspect of a coffee shop. I think it just that's gonna mm-hmm. start depending on the barista and and, and what.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you bring up yeah, like a super valid point in that of, there were so many times where I'd when I would pour Chemex, mm-hmm. like I would do it at the end of the bar, like over on the lazy susan, yeah, and I would tell the person, hey, like your coffee will be ready at the end of the bar in just a couple minutes. I'll be brewing it down there, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they would come and watch me brew it, and it would be like. They would get to see the process. And I get to talk to them and educate them if they wanted to. They're like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? And so that was like another window that was opened up. Um, let's talk about this in the home of mm. like fourth wave kind of being in the home. What? Where, I guess where's the cutoff and difference of your normal pour over bar mm-hmm. and a really, really nice like home machine, like a, like a ratio six or something like that? Yeah. that have the pour-over features in it. Is that an automatic pour-over or is that just a coffee brewer?
0: So I actually have a few machines that I wanted to talk about. One of them is the Ratio 6. Um, yeah. So on their website, they, they talk about how it is a batch brewer with a pour-over style. So like the, they have like the mm-hmm. rain, the rain spout and everything like making the coffee like a pour over, but it, but it, it is essentially, it's a batch brewer. Um, mm-hmm. so I think those are just two completely different things. Um, and, and, and like, I think the ratio six is, it, it has its place in, in the home. Cause mm-hmm. if like you, if you live in a situation where you have, four people in your house drinking coffee if you're if every morning like people are like your family's just lined up to try and make a v60 it's going to be a while you know um so it just just yeah. being able to have like a ratio six or a batch brewer like a good batch brewer
2: mm-hmm.
0: um also just the it's just reasonably pl- priced like the ratio six you're
2: mm-hmm.
0: you're not breaking the bank um and, and you'll you'll use it a lot most likely just because just of the convenience but it, it, uh, it's also brews good coffee um, obviously a lot of people in the industry recommend it like my boy Alexander mm-hmm. Mills talks about it all the time um, mm-hmm. but I think if you're if you're going for if, if you're like legit going for a pour over I, I really see no place in the home for an automatic pour over machine. I think like the shop, I definitely get it because like you're, you're running and gunning. Like most of the time, you just don't really have a ton of time to sit and, and make a pour over. Cause you're just having to make drinks for other mm-hmm. people too. Um, but I, I think like if, if you want that quality coffee, it's 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 like it's more to it than just the coffee itself it's a ritual and it forces you to mm-hmm. slow down and and there's that whole just like again intentionality aspect of the mm-hmm. and i guess this is intentionally different than before but like just yeah wanting that coffee and and it makes you honestly it always, it always makes me a little more excited for it just because i've like i've done this whole process now i get to drink my coffee
2: um mm-hmm. yeah and one machine i wanted to bring up sorry just because of yeah. where you're going yeah. with this conversation is <sighs> it's called the joy resolve um the, so the i'm sure you've seen the it. joy resolve it's, yeah it's the coffee alarm clock oh, oh.
0: that hoffman
2: has talked about and it's, it's... that thing. <laughs> yeah if you look at it it is legitimately um A pour-over device, per per se, of like it makes one cup of coffee. You put the water in it and the coffee in it before you go to bed, and when you wake up, the water starts to boil and it starts dripping and blooming and pouring, and it makes one cup of coffee. So that as your alarm clock goes off, you pour your cup of coffee. (laughs) It seems like overkill, but the thing is, you would expect a machine like that to be priced in the thousands and it's only three hundred
0: and fifty dollars. That also makes me think that it's just not very good. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, yeah. We got to get the budget together
2: and buy one of these.
0: I can't, I can't remember what James Hoffman said about it, but, uh, I know a lot of coffee YouTubers have done a lot of videos on, on this thing just cause you know, it's so gimmicky too. So it's so different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause everything you talked
2: about of like the pour over in the home yeah, causes you to focus on the craft. It causes you to slow down. It causes you just to be a little more intentional about your coffee. Mm-hmm. It skips over all three of those really. Yeah, It's just a convenience thing of like, man, even before I go to bed, I put water in the machine. I put coffee in the machine. I go to sleep, and I wake up, and there's my coffee. So it skips all three of those things that you were talking about. What are you gonna say, yeah. with Josiah? What do you have to say about that?
1: So three three words that were just said are are gimmick, convenience, and and skip. And I think I think that's where this whole automatic pour over thing is going. Uh, cause I think, and you, you can quote me on this and if I'm wrong, I, I'm wrong, but I think in the next, in the next like five to 10 years, I think that the automatic pour over and the idea of an automatic pour over is going to become considered equivalent, maybe not equivalent, but considered in the same space as... Beans a cup, espresso machines, or maybe even a Keurig. Oh. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't maybe go so far as Keurig, okay. but I, I would, I would say that I think they'll be considered in that same space. I just think there's a lot of newness yeah. and a lot of hype surrounding things. Like, like we just talked about the, the resolve, the, the, what is it? The profit six, is that what you said? The today? ratio six, the, the ratio six. Uh, and the X bloom, hmm. and, I was gonna bring that up later. Yeah, and, and I just think, I just think there's a lot of newness around it, mm-hmm. and and it is an exciting thing that I think should be explored. Because in the in the end, like if it makes coffee better, then like do it, you know, because that's that's what mm-hmm. we're all here for, right? So
0: mm-hmm. I think, but but that's a that's a, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I think it also comes down to. Um, I mean, there's a lot of parallels to what we talked about last episode with Taylor, but, like, we're trying to get this, like, quality craft coffee in our home, but we're still trying to put this, like, American idea of, like, efficiency and um, mm-hmm. how, I can't remember what word we use exactly, but, like, but the, this idea of just like optimization. yes optimization, where we're just trying to like be like okay, if I go ahead and and like I can just throw this in, then I can go take a shower and my coffee will be ready when I get out. Da, da, da. But like I th- I think there's something nice to like I I have to wake up a little bit earlier every day just so I can mm-hmm. take the ten minutes it it takes to make a V60 even not even that. Um, but, but I enjoy just waking up, having some quiet before, you know, mm-hmm. I get my day started. Um, and I, I think that's a big part of it. I think also that, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can, like, tweak recipes and all these things with with an automatic pourer machine. But that's – the ones that can do that are so expensive that it's just, like, mm-hmm. hard. Like, what's the point of just getting this for your home when – you can get a decent pourer setup for under a hundred dollars. Like, even if yeah. it's a hand grinder, still. Um, I think that also just comes yeah. down to just laziness of of some people just aren't mm-hmm. are willing aren't willing to take the time to learn how to mm-hmm. master this 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 craft. Yeah,
2: and I think kind of yeah. um, like while it is like. A good direction to some degree of like what we want is the perfect cup. I think a lot of what we desire mm-hmm. in this circle and is not only replicating a perfect cup, but constantly tweaking and playing with different yeah. methods and and oh, I'm going to do a five pour. Oh, I'm actually going to do this two really long pours, or trying different mm-hmm. recipes from other people in the coffee industry. Not necessarily to perfect it, but to treat it as an adventure per se. Of like, what does this do to it versus what does this do to it? And treating it in such a light as that, um, as it's this, it's this great adventure, as silly as it sounds. Of like, slowing down in a world that's super busy, and simply enjoying the moment. Of how does this compare to how I brewed it yesterday?
0: I mean, because also, like, y'all can probably attest to this, like, when you finally get a certain coffee, like, dialed in, and you get it to where you want it, like, you feel, at least I feel pretty accomplished, like, when I, when I like, if it's a coffee that's a little harder to deal with or something, um, and I finally get it right, I'm just like, let's go, this is great. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes half a bag of beans, but, you know, like, it... Uh, you're right but then but then you get it right and it just it feels it feels good um i think yeah. also like i'm staring at my at my wall of of drippers right now cuz mm-hmm. i also just love messing around with different different drippers and like um you lose that you know you lose
2: mm-hmm.
0: um just getting to mess around with a bunch of different things like like uh there's really no replacement for like an Aeropress press or mm-hmm. or uh yeah. or a hario switch or something like um it's just like i feel like there's just like this fun aspect that's not there anymore and and i think mm-hmm. if like if you're just like well i want i don't really have fun with coffee i was like then get a keurig bro i don't know like <laughs> like, like, don't <laughs> buy this. Like, don't buy this expensive machine. Um, just for, just because you don't feel like dedicating five minutes of your time. You know, like,
1: I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh,
0: just how you mentioned the X Bloom earlier, and that that that's a machine that really interests me. Just because, like, it. It, it's it's a nice. I mean, it's a nice machine. I've ever had coffee with it. I don't know anybody who owns one because it's also eight hundred dollars. Um, yeah. But I, I think on on top of the eight hundred dollars, <laughs> or so. So for those of you who haven't like seen the X Bloom or know what the X Bloom is, um, it's like it's a pretty extravagant looking machine. Yeah, uh, I, I'd look it up. Just X. B L O O M X Bloom, ex-bloom. um, and, and and what it does is you get these little like pods of beans, and you and on the bottom of this little pod, you like click it into somewhere on the on the machine, and a recipe will come up. So like roasters that have given these beans or, like X Bloom themselves, they have come up with a recipe that when you click mm-hmm. this this little pod in, it will translate the recipe to your machine so you'll click it in and then you you like say t- you take the little the top off and you pour in the beans and then you then they it like grinds it and then you set the the little cup like the little the little pod back under the grinder so it grinds in and then the pour over is made through the pod um mm-hmm. and and i think i think it's an interesting concept just like you get this little pod and then that's it that's all you need the and the machine but like these everything about this is so expensive um and and yeah now now a lot more roasteries are starting to like uh make these pods like black and white roasters have one stump town mm-hmm. uh Mm-hmm. Onyx has a few countercultures, like some some pretty big names. Um, yeah. But like, if I want to get eight eight pods, so eight cups of coffee, um, the average price is like fifteen dollars. So that's like, so I guess it's around two dollars, two dollars a two, cup, two dollars a cup. Which if you're like that I feel like that sounds pretty cheap but at the same time like I feel like I, I can get if I if you just use a regular pour over I feel like you get a lot but if you just like buy a bag of beans and you make your own v60 I feel like there's I, th- I think it's a lot less than that I haven't I didn't I didn't do the math but um, mm-hmm. yeah it depends on what coffee you buy how yeah. extravagant yeah. you go
2: Um, but, but yeah for a middle-of-the-line coffee you're probably spending a dollar
0: yeah for for a pour over and i i think just like and it comes back to if you're if you're doing this for the craft why like or maybe not that it's just like it's how expensive it is versus what you're getting Mm -hmm. in the long run just just learn just take a little bit of time learn how to make a decent pour over you'll get good at it just the if you do it every day, like yeah. you're just going to naturally get good at it. Uh, I think what bothers me the most is just like how much people are willing to spend so they can have five minutes back doing their day, five minutes and minutes. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And I'm just like, just wake up a little earlier. I don't know, man, like you're spending hundreds of dollars to have a good cup of coffee when you can just figure it out yourself and you st- still haven't. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something about that yeah. just bothers me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So around the around the table, quote unquote.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, in shops, thumbs up or thumbs down on automatic brewers. In shops, yeah. I mean, yeah, in shops. Depends two thumbs up, and yeah. One depends. One sideways thumb.
0: depends on the on the device. Like I think if they're using if they if they have one that has like the rain shower spout. I don't like those mm-hmm. I think those are super mid but if they have like the one where mm-hmm. it's like the like the one spout that's like a kettle and yeah. it like moves around and does all little things great you know there's you're having to dial that in too so I, for sure. sure I'd give it a thumbs up
2: okay and then in the opinion of in the house thumbs up thumb down down, I think all the way around. Down, yeah, we went down. What uh, doesn't make sense? Which, which is fine. It shows our bias and yeah. And I mean, it. We've just spent this whole like past thirty minutes talking about why we think craft and learning the craft yourself is better than taking the fun out of it or doing it just simply to save five minutes of your day. So yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I'm I'm really curious if because I, I don't know anybody that has like a. Automatic portal machine So I, I'm curious to see If Anybody listening to this Or anybody That we know On the Instagram That, yeah. that we could talk to That's like That knows A big about, advocate for big it big advocate yeah. for it Yeah um, Yeah So if If, if you're yeah. listening And you Just DM us on Instagram Or something If, if you have a Different perspective Um mm-hmm but yeah don't let us be
2: an echo chamber
0: yes please please <laughs> let us know and, and we can uh, we can bring it up on the next episode too
2: um yeah for sure but cool well for the next 10 minutes or so let's kind of switch gears and get into our our normal uh rhythm and bring back some trivia mm. since we skipped it last episode Ooh, i don't even know where the points update is at right now uh, I think it's like two to one or one to one. I know it's close, um, and I have it in a different uh, PDF on my my computer, um, but we'll I'm see here if for my belt. Episode. I have three questions that are very um, coffee c- culture, not necessarily <clears throat> coffee. They're interesting. We'll get we'll get into it. Um, and then we'll get into our what's in the bag, and we can talk about that. Yeah. Um, but so, question number one, according to the coffee song, as made famous by Frank Sinatra, they've got an awful lot of coffee in what South American nation?
0: Wait, sorry, say that again. Whoa, sorry. Just
2: is going to give it a gander. Uh, okay, I mean, Yeah. Colombia. Colombia, okay? The coffee song by Frank Sinatra or he covered it, I think. They've got an awful lot of coffee in what South American nation?
0: Um I
2: think he's talking about not awful lot, like a bad lot, but meaning a like a lot, lot I'd like say, a ton of it. I'd say Brazil. Okay. So one says Colombia, one says Brazil. Frank Sinatra is actually talking about Brazil let's go Uh, yeah i think i would not have known that um we should insert the song right here so that people can hear it um Uh,
0: (laughs) but i don't don't think we have the copyright money for that
2: (laughs) yeah damn it here josiah can like cover it very poorly like not in a like in a way (laughs) like a musically poor way in a and, way that doesn't get us copyrighted, like he can <laughs> play a rendition of it. Okay. So fun. Caleb's up on the episode one oh. Um, so the first known instance of banning coffee, make, making it not allowed, was in a Saudi Arabian holy city in 1511, as the drink was believed to stimulate radical thinking. What was this anti-coffee city?
0: Oh, gosh. Ooh. You said a holy city? Yeah. A Saudi
2: Arabian oh,
0: I don't, city. Oh, I don't know. I only know one city. I think it's in
2: Saudi Arabia. Okay. Josiah. Mecca.
0: Mecca. Okay. Caleb, what do you think? I oh, don't know. Qatar. That's the only city I know. Qatar. That's the only Saudi Arabia. It is actually Mecca. No. Oh, I didn't know there was like a city. I thought that was just like what they called like the single place in the city. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sure my, my it,
1: brain just immediately went to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if it's still a city. Maybe it is. I'm not good at geography. Let's find out. Um, I should be. Um, but in 1511, it, it very much could be a holy. I know they call it their holy city. Um, Oh yeah. It is a city. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. Okay. Here's a little coffee shop trivia. Sightglass, St. Frank, and Phil's are all acclaimed coffee shops in what West Coast city? Sightglass what? Say that again? Sightglass, St. Frank, and Phil's are all acclaimed coffee shops in what West Coast city? West Coast. Um
0: San Francisco. Okay, Caleb says San Francisco. I'm you gonna guess? go I'm gonna go Los Angeles.
2: Caleb, you have won the episode with San Francisco.
0: Let's go. Wow. Because I, I know San yeah. Francisco has a has a probably I'd say the biggest coffee culture in California. I might be wrong. Um then those don't – I mean, for my brain, it was either that or Portland. Um, yeah. Obviously, Portland has a big coffee culture. I'm also thinking Portland, but I'm glad I, I yeah. nailed it.
2: And it, was, it was very specific, but I kind of like that question, and I think I'm going to start doing it with other cities mm. um, and other shops just to test our – because, I mean, we buy a lot of coffee, and if we don't buy a lot of coffee, we see it a lot through Fellow yeah, and through yeah. – all these other shops so I feel like to some degree we have a map in our head of where all these famous American coffee shops are mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I want to do that with other cities so that might be like a reoccurring question with different cities yeah, and different shops be, oh, that would be cool um, just to to give some shops some some clout um, but cool though Caleb won the episode two to one Let's go. Um, we'll tally up the, the total score um, but
0: Caleb, what's in the bag this week? Dude, I was just about to ask that. So, um, inspired by uh, Taylor last week, he talked about their special reserve Kenyan at Brown. Um, I did not get that one, but I, oh. did, <laughs> I did. I did get a Kenyon That'd be crazy. I did get a Kenyan from Silver Grizzly. Um, I kind of it was also an impulse buy because I had coffee at home, but I saw it and I was like, I don't get kings that often. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting because it's uh, it's actually right here. I can read about it um, from the Kangiri region. Uh, it the or no 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 that, that's the name of it. The region is Kiguma Maranga. No idea. Um, elevation five thousand, mm-hmm. so pretty freaking high. Uh, key lime, dried cherry, and brown sugar. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, I get. I don't get the lime flavor as much, but uh, it's. You're brewing it wrong. Maybe no kidding. Maybe I don't know. Um, but it's it's pretty. Uh, pretty full bodied. On, on just like the mouthfeel and the taste in general. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, and then I also have some Vista Hermosa. I kind of have that a lot just because that's like if I run out of coffee, I just run up to Joe Pine and they always have that. So um, I'm thinking yeah. about – I don't know. I want to get a new bag. So maybe I'll look up St. Frank's or something like that. Uh, just yeah. just try something new from something we mentioned on the episode. So, yeah.
2: Josiah. Okay, Josiah. What about you, you person?
0: What are you drinking at the shop? Yeah, say what's at the shop right now?
1: so
2: my favorite
1: coffee that brown coffee has ever roasted is back it's eldragon
0: Eldragon. It's
1: it's so good please come up to joe pine and try it on chemex drip or if you ask really nicely uh on espresso and then you will experience notes of pepper allspice uh and in my humble opinion, there there's a hint of like cinnamon to it. So, okay. Well, I will but at the same be there time, tomorrow. Some, fruit, some fruitiness and some zestiness.
2: Nice. I actually will be in East Texas tomorrow, but I don't know if I will be in Marshall. So, you know,
0: going to Hindi?
2: Uh, going to Center. Mm. It's my mother's birthday. Mm. Happy birthday, mom, if you're listening. Um,.
0: Happy birthday, Jesse's mom.
2: <laughs> okay, so what's in the Jessie's back of Jesse's saw... mom? Okay. Is on... oh, we, can, we can stop <laughs> on, that. Her, okay. on
1: her birthday. I'll, um, I'll edit that So out. for uh... me,
2: thank you. How kind. Um, so for me, I have, I feel like I have to answer this twice now every week because mm. I have two bars. I have my work bar and my home bar. Mm. My home bar right here with my finger if my camera's working. Um, it is. Okay, great. Um, I have, so I'm proud of my wife. Uh, So after me and Josiah worked that event, Mm -hmm. all that I had left was some decaf from Silver Grizzly. And I made her coffee the first day. And she goes, oh, this is really good. And I said, okay, like, that's good. And she's like, what coffee's in it? And I said, oh, it's this decaf from Silver Grizzly. And she goes, wait, it's decaf? And I was like, yeah, I'm really sorry, but isn't it good? And she goes, yeah, but like, it's, it's like 7 a.m., Jesse. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And she went to Target or Walmart that night and bought um, some Stumptown. They're like, oh. uh, what's their main main uh, blend? Uh,
0: um,
2: the green bag is the green one? Yeah, the green bag. Hairbender. Hairbender, yeah, um, yeah. So she bought a bag of that. And she said, will you start making this for me? And I said, yeah, sure. And I looked at it and i said what's the roast date and she goes oh last week i made sure to get the one that was the freshest and i was like that,
0: go you, Manny. You, you've trained her way um, trained her way i know
2: Amen. <laughs> and so that's what i have on the espresso bar it's good it's, it's fine it's just, you know just some good chocolatey note yeah um, so perfectly fine for espresso and then at the office i'm almost out of the fellow drop i ordered 2 weeks mm. ago um, the alaska bourbon um Not the whiskey, the coffee. Um, It's a Guatemalan. It has a very good like lemon zestiness. So, yeah, yeah, it's been tasty on some some iced Aero presses. Ooh, but yeah, and
1: boys, I've I've been having a hankering again. Uh, Be on the lookout for the return of my front page ready uh, home
2: setup. Let's go, heyo, let's go. Here, I'll sell you all of your stuff back to you. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, I will see you boys next week. Uh, this was fun. I enjoyed Alrighty. talking about the, the horrible, horrible AI future of coffee. Um, and we'll talk about something else next week. All righty. So, see you boys. Thanks for listening. And bye. Bye. Bye.